Good morning, welcome to Saturday Morning Dads. My name is Sean. My name is Curtis. And this is the podcast for you if you like thinking way too much about children's media. Today we're reviewing the 1997 hit movie, Artist Goes to Africa. Movie? Movie? It was a movie. Oh. I wonder if it had a theatrical release. I'm pretty sure it was straight to video. That's a good question. I I, I did not did any of the Ernest movies have a theatrical uh, release? Ernest Goes to Camp for sure did. And oh. I for sure saw it in the theater. Because uh, oh. I it was real funny. What about the Halloween one? I don't know. I just saw Ernest Goes to Camp. This uh, Ernest Goes to Camp was nineteen eighty seven. So this is ten years after uh the this is ten years after Ernest was popular. We should have looked up a timeline for these Ernest movies. There's a bunch of them. I noticed I, I was searching for them on Amazon to to watch this one, and um, they all look real bad. But this one definitely looked the worst. Yes, for many reasons. Um, well, first, really, just one reason. The first reason is because it's a really bad movie. Yes. The second reason is because culture, culturally. Yeah, it's a little, um, and when I say a little, I mean a lot, massively uh, culturally (laughs) insensitive. Culturally insensitive, yeah. Um, And borderline, maybe not so borderline, racist. There, There were some racist parts. I guess what would... Yes, yes. Yeah, I would say, yeah, definitely racist parts. There is um, brown face in this movie. There is brown face in this movie uh, that I would say was the most offensive part. I would say, yes, also. Yeah, that's that was definitely uh, the most offensive part. Was, but was it offensive, or are we just a bunch of woke lefties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pretty sure it was offensive. Okay. It wasn't offensive to white people in 1997. And so what else counts? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was probably uh, this This movie probably had a 98% white audience. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I didn't look up the statistics. But um, nonetheless... Racist now as it was in 1997. It had to have been racist in 1997, too. It was. Yeah. Just not not as many people realized it. This movie also makes fun of uh, rich white people in that opening scene with the lady with the Mustang. Who kept keeps talking about how it's her brand new car. I'm like, chill lady, that's a 1965 Mustang. Well, it's also um, making fun of ladies. There are spark. Um, I like the part where they make fun of '90s women. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. There's a lot of offensive parts in this movie. Um, the most offensive part is that I had to sit there and watch it for an hour and a half. It was hard. Would you say this was the worst movie we've ever watched? This is the. Uh, this is probably the least fun I've had watching any of our movies. Yeah, this was... Um, I wouldn't say it was the least fun I've had. The whole time I was watching it, I was just like greedily rubbing my hands together. Just like, oh, so much terrible things to discuss. Yeah, it's going to be a good was, episode. Uh, it was a slog to get through it for me. I, I did look at my phone the most of any movie. And especially the last two ones were good. Dora was good. And um, Chank and Dunk, Chank and Dunk was good. Yeah, we've been we've been spoiled by two good movies this, in a row. Yeah, um, by our standards, by our standards. <laughs> yeah, Chank and Dunk was a masterpiece classic. Yeah, that was like uh, I think it was directed by Scorsese. It was, it was a collab yeah. between Spielberg and Scorsese. <laughs> That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like yeah. compared to Ernest Goes to Africa. Oh. So I got a quick question for you. Um, do you want to uh, dedicate the next, I don't know, six months of this podcast to just being an earnest podcast and we watch every earnest movie? I do not. Okay. Down, the line, uh, down the line, we could watch Ernest Goes to Camp, but that, 
that's the limit of my earnestness. Okay. After this movie. Well, man, this movie was hard to watch. Well, before we get into the recap, uh, I recap is going to be short, by the way. <laughs> recap might be long. I have a lot to say. Um, did you take notes? Mm-mm. Okay. I did not. Um, do so, uh, the whole second half of the movie is going to be like, and they chase Ernest. Africa. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, uh, do, going into this movie, did you have any nostalgia for Ernest? Yeah. I mean, I was really little. I was seven years old when Ernest Goes to Camp came out. And that was like a heavily marketed movie toward kids. And Ernest had his TV show back then. Ernest had a TV show? Yeah. He was kind of like a peewee type character. Um, oh, okay. He, he was culturally... He was in the uh, zeitgeist. Oh, I knew you were going to say zeitgeist. Yeah. Um, for a kid. And he had some funny... Like, he would do all the characters on his TV show. Like, the, the old lady with the neck brace. Which, by the way, was the funniest part of this whole movie. Um... I would dare say the only funny part of the whole movie. Okay. I like that character. It's funny because it's subdued a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most subdued character. Well, I, but, I gotta say, but for a kid, yeah, yeah. for a kid, Ernest goes to camp was, it was legit funny. When Ernest had his TV show, did he have the same wacky house? I don't, I don't remember. Um, this is wacky like, house. Like they, place. It looked like they tried to peewee-fy him. Yeah. His house seemed out of place in this movie to me because the rest of the movie was so grounded in reality. Right. And then he had a Pee-wee's Playhouse house. I I seem to remember, and I could be totally wrong about this, but he had like a shack. A shack, yeah. This, the, Ernest, okay, who's that red? Remember Red Green? No. Oh, uh, he was like, had a fake handyman show and he would fix everything with duct tape. Yeah, I, I think he was on like Canada's version of PBS. Um, anyway, I don't, I don't think we got Canada's version of PBS in El Paso, Texas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we got uh, yeah. El Paso, Texas's version of PBS. 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 Yeah. The, when my son, I got to tell you a cute story. Like I watch a lot of PBS Kids with my mm-hmm. with my children, and our, our local PBS station is. K-E-R-A. And so one time my son, when he was about three, because like whenever you turn it on, it goes, K-E-R-A, PBS Kids. My son goes, Dada, I know how to spell PBS. And I'm like, okay, sure, it's PBS. (laughs) And he goes, it's spelled K-E-R-A. And I was like, okay, man, you're dumb. Um, but I thought that was clever of him that he, you know, yeah, before he really knew what spelling was. <laughs> he put we, we still the, watch a lot of PBS kids. The first set of letters was letters, and the second set of letters was not letters. You know, I, I got to be honest. I started this podcast so I could, with you, we started it together. We co-founded this venture so that I could, my motive was to secretly force you to watch the Odd Squad. Oh yeah, maybe maybe one day. One day we gotta cover Odd Squad. Uh, for those of you out there with like, I don't know, four to eight year olds, four to nine, I guess my eight year old still loves it. Um, Odd Squad is like the X Files, but kids work there. Yeah, and it's fantastic. It's the best kids media ever invented. Yeah, I'm looking forward to like. That kind of stuff, and goosebumps, and uh, what was the Nickelodeon uh, campfire where they all? Are you are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, uh, we watched. Tried to watch one of those with my four year old, and it was way too scary. Yeah, that's. I haven't tried to watch those with my kids because they're little scary cats. Yeah, I mean, I was when we founded this web this uh, web uh, this webisode uh, television radio show. Mm-hmm. AKA podcast. Yes. I really thought that I'd be watching these movies with my, with my kids so did I. instead of staying up, starting these movies at like 12 o'clock at night <laughs> and tr- struggling to stay awake during the final act of Ernest. <laughs> did you start Ernest at 12? No. Luckily my wife fell asleep on the couch at around like around nine. So yeah. I, I got to start it 
I was done by 11. Okay. Um, and we and we got here to record this morning at 7 a.m. Yes. So it's still fresh in my mind. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, unless we're unless we're reviewing Shimmer and Giant, my kids are not watching it. <laughs> exactly. My kids will only watch Minecraft videos. <laughs> we should re- we should do one about Minecraft videos. My, my daughter really wants to go see the Shazam movie. Oh. It bombed. I mean, it was box office bomb. We could pioneer. We'd be pioneers in podcasting by being the first podcast to talk about Minecraft. <laughs> there, there are plenty of those, my friend. <laughs> well, you want to do the recap? Sure. <laughs> Go ahead. Break out your notes. I, I didn't take notes. <laughs> my notes are in my brain, um, which is fuzzy. Well, it opens up with yeah. a beef. Indiana Jones style. Indiana Jones rip off. Rip off. Thief in quotes because the thieving that he does is he just runs up to this statue and takes the eyes out of it in broad daylight. Yes. Um, it's a very large statue. It's like a one story tall statue. Yeah. Made out of paper mache and chicken wire. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, and he takes out these jewels that are the eyes. Um, like fist sized diamonds. Puts him in a bag, runs off, um, gets chased by uh, the highly offensive African natives. Um, tries to, uh, he runs for his, his buddies waiting for him in the plane, um, a la Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, but his buddy basically cuts the rope and takes the diamonds, leaves him there. And uh, the man actually gets killed by the natives. Yes, the bloodthirsty, murderous, spear-wielding natives. And they don't show it. Well, Ernest, Ernest goes after him, not gory, uh, but a man does die. In the opening scene. In the opening scene. Um, just spoiler alert. There's going to be spoilers in this episode. <laughs> we spoil everything. Shane <laughs> um, and Dunk had the spoiler right in the title. How'd they go with that? Because that wasn't the point of that beautiful, beautiful movie, Sean. I know. Um, that movie at heart. I, I have thought about that movie almost every day since we watched it. It was, it was great. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. I, learned, so I learned something about myself. <laughs> I need to go to we need to go to the boobies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm really excited about this D and D movie. Oh yeah. Uh, that this week, right? Yeah. This weekend. I'm gonna go see it Sunday. Awesome. Anyway, I mean, so I mean you're gonna that's gonna blow your mind. What it's a real time, movie. When was the last time you watched a real movie? I got for made for adults. Well, I watched John Wick um, Four. John Wick Four was a masterpiece. Oh, John Wick Four on our scale of one to ten. If Chen can dunk as a ten, it was a fifteen. <laughs> I mean, it was it was good by any standard. It was um, one of the best action movies yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, my mom keeps trying to get me to watch like The Boys and the new season of Mandalorian. And The Last of Us and Andor. Yeah, all great. All and I'm like, great Mom, TV shows. You don't understand. I have to watch Ernest Goes to Africa. Yeah. So that all my listeners won't be disappointed. I got to deliver content. Well, your mom would be disappointed. Yeah. I, my mom tried to watch Ernest Goes to Africa. Couldn't do it. She said she made it about, yeah, she said she made it 20 minutes in. And then when she described to me the point she made it to, it was like six minutes in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I lost it. If, if I had just was flipping through there, like, oh, let me check out this movie. I would have turned it off before that. <laughs> yeah. I would have turned it off at the before the opening credits were over because the opening credit sequence was bad. For for my new uh, for my new place, my parents gave me a. Uh, a Roku, their old Roku. So it's already signed into all their accounts. Uh-huh. So now my mom's going to see all the trash kid shows we oh, watch. Nice. Well, she. I will. I mean, I will gift a box a dozen cookies and send it to any of our listeners who watch all. Who actually watch one hundred percent of all the movies that we review. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> some tip treats. Some, some treats. Cr- some crumbles. Yeah. Send me your address. I will. I will send you some cookies. All right. Because that's that's tough stuff. 
We have a we have a, a Twitter account. You can DM us. Sometimes Dude. I post tweets. Yeah, sometimes I tweet. Nice. I'm not on the, I'm not on the Twitter. Yeah, for for a while there, I would go and basically just comment on everybody who commented on anything Disney posted. Uh, I think it worked. I think we got some listeners off that. Yeah, any of you guys listening who uh, saw one of those tweets? Remember that time I paid a sketchy company to promote us on Twitter, and they just like our views just skyrocketed, and it was obviously fake. Yes, it was all in one. We got hundreds of views city. from Seattle, all in the Seattle area, instantly. Yes. Um, anyway, right, so um, the guy gets killed, uh, and then we cut to Ernest P. Worrell working at a gas station, um, fixing this lady's car. And the thing that she wants done to her car is she wants her steering wheel raised. Um, I don't know how they settled on that particular, um, car repair item, but, uh, that's, that's what they did. So he's under the steering wheel, uh, just taking wires out and, you know, being all earnesty. And he says they put so many so many things in cars these days you don't even need anymore. And it's a classic 60s Mustang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic 60s Mustang. He's pulling wires out of it. Um, and then uh, the hydraulic lift accidentally gets pushed, goes up to the ceiling and uh, crushes the car. Yeah. Ernest gets fired. Um, the lady's real annoying. Um how, how would you rate that scene? That was that was my favorite scene in the movie. I would give it a one out of ten. Yeah, that was my favorite scene in the movie too. I gave it a zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was just some slapstick comedy. Slapstick. It comedy escalated nicely. That was not funny at all uh, to my human sensibilities. Yeah. Um, it was just. Uh, it had that video quality. You know what I'm talking about, like. Like it was like an early music video. Like it was recorded on video. Like it was a like VHS. It re- like it wasn't recorded on film and then transferred to video. Like it was recorded on like straight to video. I don't know. It just had that TV show '90s quality. Yeah, you know. I think it was what we call low rent. Yeah, it was very low rent. Um, so next scene, uh, we're in a diner. There's uh, this. Lady Renee mm-hmm. works in the diner. Um, Ernest comes in. He's got a crush on her. Yeah, she wants nothing to do with him. She wants a, a man of adventure. And from uh, and I'll say right now, she's the only competent actor in this movie. Yeah, and she is no more. She deserves no other descriptor beyond. No other adjective beyond um, competent. Yeah. But I did look her up on IMDb, and from what I can tell, she is gainfully employed, does a lot of voice acting. She's, a, to this day, a voice on Thomas the Tank Engine. Right, good, good for her. So, Good for her. Um, Ernest, uh, to this day, is, is no longer living. Oh, Ernest died? Yeah. From comeuppance? He died a, died a while back. Oh, what happened? Uh, he died. Did the coroner's report? <laughs> I don't have the coroner's report. <laughs> was it revenge? Yeah, I don't think it was revenge killing, but um, he definitely died. Uh, Jim Barney. Oh, his name. no. His name's not Ernest. Wow. What a man's living a lie. Um, so, uh, what what happens next? Oh, he wants to oh, uh, hit on her. Yeah, he wants to hit on her. Uh, her friend tells him, like, you got to get her some gifts. So, he yeah. goes to the swap meet. Get this finger stuck in a... Swap Me also has that weird early 90s VHS. A lot of, a lot of low angles, a lot of wide angles, a lot of wide angle lenses. And it was at this point in the movie, I paused it and I was like, how far into like, this it's movie? It's got to be almost over, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and th- and then there's, there's a chase scene. And I'm like, okay, this is the part where... It's got to be like the inciting incident. All right. And I always like to pause and see how far into it we are at the inciting incident. 
Because I think it's important to get it over for kids. And what was that like the six minute 30 mm-hmm. mark? So it was good. Like I got into the story fast. Well, yeah, you already had a funny story. But this was the part where my mom called and was like, I was, or my mom said she was like 20 minutes in. It was only six minutes. six minutes. But it was, uh, uh, but yeah, this is also the part where I realized the cinematography on this movie is just bad. Well, yeah. Just whoever directed it, the cinematographer, the director of photography. I don't know who to blame, but it's just bad. It's super low budget. I mean, it was it, it was the same director who directed uh, Ernest Goes to Camp. So I don't know. I mean, they just obviously had no budget on this one. The they had a lot of budget for wide angle lenses. They had some budget for uh, stock video photography of African yes, animals. They, there was stock photography. Heavily featured in this movie. Uh, they didn't have some live animals, though, in one scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like four elephants. Um, that's probably where they blew the most of their budget. Yeah. But, uh, Game on those real diamonds. Yeah, obviously. Okay, so he, he finds the diamonds. Well, no. So there's a guy running through the swap meet. He dumps the diamonds in uh, this $1 bin um, and then runs off. Chased by two men in black, basically. Um, so Ernest goes rummaging through the dollar bin, finds him, uh, pins a, the, the guy who owns the stalls asleep, so he pins a dollar to him with his business card. Um, and then he goes off. So the guy who... Oh, there's this guy dies, too. So the guy who dumped the diamonds gets uh, captured by um, this English guy who we find out is the guy who was flying the plane who stole the diamonds in the first place. He wants the diamonds back. Kills this guy with a, with a basket full of snakes. Um, dumps the snakes into the car and, and leaves the guy in the car. I assume he died. I mean, and that, that seems like a messy... Somebody's got to clean out that well, car. Yeah, somebody's got to get all the snakes out of that car. And get all the snakes all out. Or just leave the car there because you're so rich. Yeah. But he's not rich because he's really searching for these diamonds. He wants these diamonds. Um, so uh, they go, they find Ernest's uh, business card. Mm-hmm. So they go after Ernest. And I gotta admit, I don't remember how they find him or... Well, I guess they find the, they, they the waitress. Go, they, right? go, they go to his house and they follow him from his house to the... And he's inside his house and he... Kills his goldfish. Oh, yeah. He chops his goldfish up in his garbage yes, no. disposal. He knocks his goldfish up. So he turns the diamonds into a yo-yo. Yeah, he glues them together, paints them, and puts a string on them. And he's going to give this yo-yo to his girlfriend. Right. And so he then is doing all these yo-yo tricks. And he's got some mild yo-yo skills. Yeah, he wanted to show them off in this movie. Now, you're the earnest aficionado. Did he have these skills... Going into the movie, or did he learn them for this movie? No idea. The only thing I remember of Ernest Goes to Camp was he got bit on the nose by a snapping turtle. And it was really funny to me when I was a kid. Okay. Um, and so he, the yo-yo accidentally knocks over the fish. He picks the fish up and throws it in the sink. And then he accidentally rinses it down the sink. And then he tries to turn the light on for the fish because it's too dark in the hole. But it's a garbage disposal, and he just garbage disposals his poor little goldfish. Yeah, he has a name and everything. Yeah. Um, and, then the, and then the bad guys follow him and see him hand off the um, diamond yo-yo. And in the single leather pouch it was stolen in initially, hand that off to um, Renee. Renee. And uh, then they're like, no, that's a handoff. That must be his contact. Mm -hmm. So they kidnap her. Um, They kidnap both of them, right? No. They take them both to Africa. She... But she gets taken to this warehouse in Africa. Yeah, she gets into a warehouse. Probably a Burbank. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And they dump Ernest on the... I decided if I ever tried stand-up comedy again... I'm going to go with the pseudonym Billy Burbank. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Super memorable, right? Uh, Billy Burbank. Um, People can Google that. Sure. I like that. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, then there's some strong implications 
which I thought were very inappropriate for a children's movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We can gloss over it, but let's just say it was very, like, even in 97, that's got to be, it was, it was weird, right? Yeah. But also, like, not, uh, I don't even know why they put it in there. Humor? For who? I don't know. <laughs> for themselves, I guess. Yeah. Um, fans of evil, I, I don't know. Uh, but that was an, that was probably the most awkward scene in the whole movie to me was just the, yeah, she's tied up. Yeah. Yeah. And they imply that one of the bad guys is going to do something bad to her. Yeah, man, I really want to gloss over this, but yeah. just the worst thing you could imagine. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was that bad. Um, but still, like, PG-rated somehow. Yeah. Um, and then Earl, or... Earl. What's his name? Ernest. <laughs> My name's Earl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, there, there are some shenanigans. There are some racist shenanigans of how he gets into the... So, he, so she's, being, she's being held in some kind of resort... Yes, there's a resort for rich people, um, mostly people from England and the just Muslim world at large. Yes. Um, Yeah, and the way that he sneaks into the the hotel is by putting on brown face and acting like a Arab slave, basically. Yes. Um, Very highly offensive. Highly, uh, highly, highly offensive. Um, and, and it happens for so long. Yeah. It's like something that you would expect to see in like the 1930s or like 1997 is way too late for this to be happening in a movie. No, I could see how some people would think it's hilarious. I though. guess you did get the love guru by Mike Myers, but that ended his career. Yeah. In live action movies. He's making a killing with Shrek and all that. But, um, and also the love guru was just not funny. Yeah. So this Ernest thing would be hilarious. Like to some people. I could see how some people. Yes. Oh yeah. Some people would find it really funny. But those people aren't listening to this podcast right now because they're too busy listening to Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, they're just uh, planning their next insurrection. <laughs> um, but the, they're also, I will say, they're also kind of joking on how ridiculous the caste system is. Uh, I don't think they're being that deep. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to give him some credit here. No, nah, they really, they really play up this part. That's given us. So he gets into the hotel, finds out where Renee is being held, um, and then he goes to his second disguise, which I think is uh, the funniest part of the movie. Um, it's his character of like this older, older lady who's got a neck brace. He's basically Medea. Yeah, and she's talking about um, how her husband was always at this resort and he wanted his ashes. He just he, died. He smoked he enough cigars here to kill ten men. He wanted his ashes to be uh, burned here in the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that was uh, not, that, not very funny, but mildly funny. Um, is that your second favorite scene? No, that was that was probably it. Oh, okay. I gave it a zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> but he saves the girl. Saves the girl saves by the uh, throwing the ashes. I don't know where he got the ashes, but he throws them in the guy's face and hits him over the head with the base. Um, saves the girl. They get into they run into a golf cart and zoom off into the uh, into the. The wilds of Africa, I guess. Yep. The Zuma of the Wilds of Africa, they have a little moment there where they're making camp. And, uh, man, there's some great comedy 
when Earl has all these gadgets and protective gear and a chainsaw to help him go into the woods to find some firewood. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, the cinematography on that just cannot state enough how terrible it was. And it looks like a, it looks like it was filmed by high school students trying to like freshman high school students trying to make a music video without any music. Oh yeah. That low angle was a lot of low angles. A lot of these, this whole movie, I think we were skipping how many close-ups there are on this dude's face. This this movie is largely driven by facial expressions. Yeah. So before in a fisheye lens, before Jim Carrey, uh, Jim Barney, he was very like facial facial expression humor. Like his lips are a little bit looser than average, and it's just the funniest thing. But he, uh, yeah, his face. And is, he he makes this noise really well. Yeah, that was like his his thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, his uh, the skin on his face is a little looser in this movie than it was in eighty seven. In eighty seven. Uh, so it's mildly disturbing. He's wearing a lot of makeup. Uh, <laughs> okay. It's it's pretty disturbing how close they get in our space. Yeah. But um, yeah, well, she wants to kiss him, and then he doesn't pick up on the on the vibe. Uh, so he talks about this movie, basically Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. They call it Illinois Smith. Yeah. Um, Anyway, what happens after that? They chase him for a long time. Yeah, they chase him some more, and they end up at the main bag. So they're the bad guy that's been chasing them so far, and that had tied up Renee. It's like a free agent bad guy, and he's working for this main bad guy who's some kind of Arab king. Arab played by a white man. Yeah, um, another offensive character. Um, and he is. Um, they, they wind up at his palace. <laughs> The bad guys that have failed him this far, he kills them with the rhinoceros, with the baby rhinoceros. Oh, yeah. With the rhinoceros. Like, yeah. Using stock footage. And I, I had um, I had subtitles turned on. Yeah. And when the, like, you can only hear it. You can only, like, it's noises. They don't show anything. But, like, these guys are buried up to their shoulders in the ground. And he lets the rhinoceros loose in there. And the implication is that he, the rhinoceros like stomps their heads. But on the subtitles, when you hear whatever noise it was, it says heads rolling. <laughs> heads will roll. Uh, dance, that was dance, more, dance, much, more dance. much more gruesome than, uh, than what was actually happening. Actually there was no like, popping, thumping, rolling <laughs> noise. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they uh, they get they get in this guy's house by dressing up like oh, oh like, no, they capture Renee. Yes, they capture Renee and force her to dress like a harem girl. A harem girl, basically. Well, she is now her. she's now in this guy's harem. She is now in this guy's harem, and um, Ernest dresses up like wait, is his name Earl Ernest? Ernest. Ernest. He um, dresses up like a harem girl. He dressed up like a harem girl because, you know, the magic of costumes. And uh, he gets put in harem and great scene where they all dance. All the existing harem girls, there's like 10 of them, uh, have a choreography. And these two are in the back just doing silly moves, trying to keep up with the harem. Yeah. And, of course, the the main bad guy is... uh, the most attracted to this new harem girl, which is uh, Ernest. And he calls for Ernest to be brought up to him. And he can't resist him any longer. And he tries to kiss him, takes off his veil, and uh, basically... And he's skipping all the great food gags. I was... I, I gotta admit, I was looking at my phone a lot during this... Uh, just during this whole stretch. They... they, they He has this veil like a square veil over his nose and mouth. And the, the main bad guy keeps giving him food to eat, like a whole vine of grapes. And he like puts it under and then just pulls it out without any grapes and just pulls out the empty vine and then gives him a turkey leg. And he puts the turkey leg in there and it takes him a while. There's a whole lot of gross, disgusting chewing noises, which I won't emulate now. 
and it's very disturbing. And then he pulls out a clean turkey leg bone. And man, I just, whew, the bad guy is just like so aroused by. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good gag. No, it was very, yeah. Pretty good, good sight gag, I guess. No, it was for a child. It was not. Ooh. It went on way too long. All right. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe for like a maybe for like an infant who is still dealing with the concept of object permanence, I could see how it'd be funny. Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to pick out the, the little diamonds in the rough here. Try to find something good in this movie. That's not our job. No, I guess it's not. <laughs> I guess it's not. Uh, so what happens after that? They get away and they chase them again for a while. Yeah, and they're walking across Africa for a long time. This is where they find the they get picked up by the ostrich truck. Oh, the ostrich egg truck. Yes, ostrich eggs. So the ostrich farmer picks them up because they're harem girls. He makes some kind of inappropriate comment, and Renee punches him in the face. Yeah, um, Ernest. Then the the bad guys come up in a jeep. They're shooting at him. And Ernest starts throwing eggs. Ostrich. Oh no! He makes a slingshot. He makes a slingshot. Yeah, uh, from his hair and bra. And these bad guys are actively shooting at him, and he's just making quips and making one-liners. Oh, you hope you like your eggs, Ronnie. Whoosh! And shooting eggs at him two at a time in the cups of the bra. Yeah. And uh, these bad guys are just like classic stormtrooper style. They can't hit. But yeah, they didn't know how their guns work. They just yeah. firing him in the air. He Ernest would have been dead fifteen times over in any semblance of reality. There's no way he hits with two eggs at a time every time. All these bad guys with guns. Yeah, he is deadly with those the egg slingshot bra. Yeah. Um. So they get away. Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, they get away. There is some of that in this movie, suspension of disbelief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At certain times, you have to... (laughs) Just a little bit. You have to use your imagination. Um, So after that... Oh, man. After that, the truck breaks down, and then they just have to walk. Um, and then they're just walking across a field and then they find a river and they're walking across a river. Oh yeah. They get captured by the original native tribe who, mm-hmm. whose, uh, diamonds, mm-hmm. uh, the, they have the diamond idol that they originally got stolen from. Yes. Um, uh, and, um, just to be a little more offensive, they are cannibals. Yes, they are. They are going to cook Ernest and Renee uh, in their giant cannibal pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're communal. They're brewing up a stew. Um, Ernest makes uh, comments about how you should never use oregano and something else, basil, basil together in the same soup. Yeah. Um, anyway, they're about to cook them, but Ernest pulls out his yo-yo, which is made up of the diamonds, starts doing yo-yo tricks. Which really impresses the natives. Uh, then they become the king and queen. They become the king of king and queen because of their yo-yo tricks, which is really dumb. It's real dumb. The real dumb. <laughs> uh, it's the same yo-yo tricks he did before. Oh yeah, he only has two yo-yo. He has around the world and rock the cradle, rock the baby, or whatever that one is, where you yeah. get the triangle. And, um, so those two yo-yo tricks are uh, yeah, are more impressive than. These people's need to eat, apparently. Um, so, but then the bad guy comes and makes some kind of, I don't know, he talks to the native chief and challenges Ernest to a fight. Yeah. A one-on-one combat. Truth by combat. Truth by combat. So he has all these swords and throwing stars and Ernest has like a rubber chicken and his yo-yo. I don't remember how the fight goes, but Ernest wins. Yes. Um, what does he defeat him with? A table? Well, he hides behind the table. <laughs> he hides behind the table. Um, um, and then... Uh, did he beat him with a yo-yo, or did he beat him? Yeah, he, he beats him up with a yo-yo, and then the yo-yo also breaks. Yes. And it's revealed, yeah, then the natives are like, all oh, it's diamonds. Hey, it's our diamonds. Yeah. Um, they put him back in the 
eye holes. Ernest and Renee go home. And then uh, Renee reveals that Ernest is too adventurous for her, so she's going to date this other guy. And I gotta say... The end. I gotta say that, that I think was the perfect ending. If Ernest had got the girl, that would have been too much for me. <laughs> that would have just ruined the movie for you. Ernest, he just he's just the perpetual silly boy. Mm-hmm. He had brought her a painted ostrich egg as a souvenir, and somehow ended up in his hat and he was like, Oh, Oh gosh, I guess I don't get to kiss you. I don't get to marry my sweet Renee. And then he puts the hat on and the egg pops all over his face. And, mm-hmm. and the movie ends with egg on his face. Freeze break. Yeah. That was um, disgusting. The perfect end to a perfect movie. So what are you, what were your, uh, overall thoughts? Um, Jeez, uh, I hated it. Yeah, every it was hard to watch. I will say that this is this is the first movie that we watched that I've actively hated watching. Uh, the entire time I was watching it, I kept opening up my text messages, going to you, and starting to type a message that we should cancel this week. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, we gotta put out something. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I hate Jim Varney. <laughs> um, the cinematography was just real offensive. Um, yeah, everything about this movie was just bad. It was not enjoyable to watch. I did not enjoy watching it. At least like Forest Fairies and Forest Warrior and all of our other Forest movies that we've watched. Um. There was a, there was a little bit of like oh this is so bad that it's fun to watch yeah, right this was just um, hard to get through it was really racist um, it was not funny but it wasn't the racism that bothered me <laughs> it was, what were you expecting it to Ernest was in Africa and like the cover of the movie is Ernest with a, like an African mask yeah on uh, so you expected the racism. There was no Zulu masks in this no. movie. Uh, so I expected the racism to be a little... Um, it either needed to be more extreme it needed, I or expect, more lighthearted. I did expect it to be a little more innocent racism. Yeah, like, I expected more innocent like, racism. Oh, they didn't know what they were doing. Just some fun, playful bigotry. <laughs> but yeah. Or yeah. Like, hey, that was okay in the nineties. But uh none of none of what they did was okay in the nineties. No, this would I was alive in the nineties. I was ninety seven too. This I was, was ten years old when this movie came out. I was in the target demographic for this movie. And I would have been offended or not offended, I would have just been like cringe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um not yeah, not the not Ernest's best work, say. I, I it's I, a low bar. It's a low bar. But um Ernest goes to camp. Like my wife saw and liked Ernest Goes to Camp. Like it, it was a thing back then. People hmm. liked it. Did she see it as a child? Yeah. Hmm. 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 Skeptical. I mean, she was two when it came out, but she saw it later. I was, uh, yeah, I was seven when it came out. Hmm. Perfect, perfect age. Um, but it was a real movie. It was like in theaters and everything. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. How was the cinematography? This movie well, was like thirty five percent seven. I don't face face close ups. There was more face close-ups per minute. Well, that was movie. like kind of that was Ernest's thing. It was like, but it, like in the there were close-ups of everybody's face. Uh, it was like a fishing, like a fisheye, like a fisheye lens of his face, like, and it, that was like his humor. Um, but they, they were like, doing the. It fit. was funny in 1987, but ten years later, after you know, it wasn't funny. Anymore. It wasn't funny anymore. They were doing fisheye lens in other people's faces, too. A lot of it. And like it made sense for him because he's got like crazy cheeks and loose lips and he, he can move his eyebrows independently of each other. 
Um, but the other actors, it was just like, I don't, know, I don't need to see this bad dude face all closely. Yeah. And there was the bad guy acting was real bad. The bad guy acting was atrocious. Um, yeah. A, I mean, I can't really say any much more about this movie other than I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> um, zero out of ten. Zero. Do out not 10. recommend. Yeah, don't ever watch this movie. We're never going to watch another uh, Ernest movie. I'm banning all Ernest movies, and just for good measure, I'm also going to ban Earl. My name is Earl. I'm going to ban that too, just to be on the safe side for my household. No, uh, that movie, that show was pretty funny. Mm. I never saw it. Jason Lee. Jason Lee's funny. Yeah. Um, so, what character would you have on a t-shirt? Um, Baloo. Baloo? Who's that? Or was that his name? The bad guy's hunchman? Bazooka. Bazooka? Bazoo. Bazoo. Yeah, a Bazoo on a t-shirt. Or what was the what was the baby rhinoceros' name that was kicking off heads? Betsy or something like that. Yeah, I don't remember. Bertha. Um, yeah, I have the baby rhinoceros on a t-shirt. I have the, the goldfish. The goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, what's uh, what, what's the, the 14th sequel? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, the 14th sequel. One, Ernest is not in it. Yeah, Ernest dies. It's like Ernest uh, Ernest visits the afterlife. (laughs) Oh, man. They probably already made that. (laughs) Um, My my movie has nothing to do with Ernest. Ernest just isn't explained or talked about at all. And it's just about Renee going to therapy for her PTSD and planning her wedding because she's going to marry the accountant for the Army-Navy surplus store. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what was that guy's job at the Army he was Navy the, store? He was the bookkeeper at an Army Navy store. Oh, wow. It doesn't seem like a full-time job. No, it does not. It seems like QuickBooks. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Intuit. Um, okay, that's a good sequel. I'd watch that. Yeah. It's a 10-minute webisode. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's directed by that dude who directed Tar. Yes. Um, and it's actually, she's going to be recast uh, by um, the woman who plays Tar. And yes, and the therapist is Timothy Chalamet. Yes. And uh, it's going to be pretty intense. She's like, is she ready to start her life anew? She's committed to this marriage, but she really ha- hasn't put away her past yet. Yeah, and so it's, a, it's an adult drama. Very, yeah, um, a lot of um, a lot of heavy themes of you know, can you really be there for other people when you're not able to be there for yourself? You know, that's intense. Um, I think it's going to be good though. Uh, when does it come out? Um, right, right in time for award season. Like it'll yeah. be a December release. Okay, yeah, it's going to push hard for. Mm-hmm. Uh, those Academy Awards. Timothy Chalamet is definitely getting his best supporting actor. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be good. Um, who would you not... Alan, you got to say what you think the sequel is. That's what I... That's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Oh, you agree with me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, you already said who you would not want to return for the sequel. Ernest. <laughs> Ernest, no. <laughs> uh, now, is the sequel going to be called Ernest? Uh, Ernest Goes to... It's called Ernest Goes to Africa... To to the aftermath, Africa returning to the Afri- returning to the Sahara of your heart. Okay, that's <laughs> a long title. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I don't want anyone to return for the sequel. Um, the sequel to this movie is actually going to be John Wick Five. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sounds like a much better use of time. But Ernest is going to be like one of the one of the five hundred guys that John Wick kills. The opening scene is just like probably fifteen minutes one shot. Just one of those like you you love when the movie has a hallway fight and the camera is just one shot going down the hallway the whole time. But it's just John Wick beating up Ernest. 
Yeah, do you remember in and a lot of close-ups of him being punched in the face with the fish island? Slow motion of his, his, his lips flapping in the wind, elastic face. Um, do you remember in the Matrix sequels, one of the Matrix sequels, when Keanu Reeves' character is fighting um, like ten thousand Agent Smiths? Oh yeah, and it's like really early CGI. Yeah, that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, that was like the worst CGI ever in any. It was the first. It was bad. I'm not the first CGI. But it was the first they could use do, of they could that do, technology. They couldn't do people. Yeah. Um, and it looked like... It looked like a video game. It looked like a, it looked bad. Uh, they shouldn't have done it. It looked like claymation. They should have seen it and been like, we can't put this on the screen. Yeah. Um, but um, they should do that. But instead of Agent Smith, it's like 10,000 Ernests. And John Wick is just mauling down. With guns. With guns. Unlimited ammo, cheat code input. So uh, that's our review of Ernest Goes to Africa. Bad, don't watch it. Uh, don't even look it up. It's real bad. Yeah. Let's, see, let's try to raise the bar next week. Did you watch it with commercials? Yes. I enjoyed the commercials. It was a nice reprieve for the movie. <laughs> that was my favorite yeah. thing about this movie was commercials. <laughs> um. What kind of cool commercials did you see? Uh, you know, it was like pharmaceutical stuff. Um, yeah. I think there was an Amazon commercial in there because I watched it on Prime. You know what the best part about this movie was? I got a lot of laundry folded during it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's try to raise the bar a little bit next week. What are we going to watch next week? I don't know, but it's gotta be something that, um, is either going to be funny, bad, or let's, let's try to, let's try our best to watch something with our kids. Okay. Next week. I want to watch the D and D movie. The Shimmer Shine. You should, you should just go watch the D and D movie this weekend. We can just do a special episode about that. All right. All right yeah, I can try to do that. Yeah. Try. Hey, Listeners, follow us on Twitter, SatMornDads, um, and uh, we'll tweet what we're going to watch. Yes. And then you can watch it with us. Yeah, and then you can retweet it, and we'll, you know, synergy. Yeah, synergies. That's what Twitter's all about. Yeah, SatMornDads. It's the one with our logo as the logo. SatMornDads. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, any closing thoughts? Um, I hate this movie. Yeah, don't watch the movie. Uh, don't watch the movie that we just talked about for an hour. Yeah. That's the, unfortunately, that's the takeaway. I'm going to brainstorm concepts for a new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what's our theme song, Curtis? Our theme song, I don't know. Or our famous catchphrase. We got a famous catchphrase. It's super famous. Uh, Saturday Morning Dad's part of this complete record. Bum, 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 bum,